coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Joe just jumped out of the room real quick. He will be right back in, and when he does, he'll be joining us. Um, a happy Thursday to everyone. Happy day after St. Patrick's Day. Best part of today, no doubt, is corned beef hash, corned beef leftovers. Um, let me know what your favorite corned beef leftover recipe is in the comment section, because I have like eight pounds of it. I cooked two yesterday. And we got left. With, we have a lot of leftovers, so I'm interested to see how you cook it up for leftovers the following day. Obviously, you can make the Rubens, you make the corned beef hash, but interested to see if there's anything, uh, in, there's anything unique that you guys do. Um, so we got a lot to go through today. Joe is with us for the first hour. Uh, he's not going to be with the second hour, so we're probably going to leave the open border, all that stuff about the amnesty for the second hour, because the second hour is going to be just talking about whatever we want to talk about. So I guess we'll do that in the first hour. But before I do, I want to put this up, put my screen up, Mr. Producer. Joe, I know you've seen this picture. This is John Kerry on American Airlines without a mask. Very interesting that he's able to get away with this, just not wearing a mask. But we do have some behind-the-scenes pictures of what an American Airlines flight attendant looks like when they're walking right past John Kerry's seat, and this is what it looks like. Just, nope. No, nothing to see nothing here. Nothing to see here. Let's see here. Mask rules do not apply to seat 2A or whatever that is. Uh, he can do whatever he wants, apparently. We can go ahead and take that down now. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I Sorry. thought you froze for a second. I, I, um, did, I, I actually lost the... Yeah. All right, I'm back. Okay. Okay. You're here. Um, so we got other news to get through. We, we, the second hour, Joe, was going to be just talk about whatever we want. But if you're just going to be here for the first hour, we'll leave the amnesty bill for the second hour. Um, what's going on? You know, uh, yesterday it was really funny. As soon as we got off the podcast, uh, our lawyers got a, uh, a uh, I would not say, yeah, it was an email from uh, Coomer's lawyers. And it was, hey, you can't talk about Coomer. We're going to get an injunction, which is what I told you was going to happen, right? Um, because they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, that's what, that's that. what I told you was going to happen. Right. <laughs> and so they said they're going to send yeah. something to get injunctive relief. And so what I did is I went out and just started researching that his lawyer and Eric Coomer, and they're out there just doing this, jab, 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 causing people, you know, these leftist radical, just loony people to uh, attack me and my family. And so I wrote a, a nice email back to him saying, hey, listen, if you want me to stop talking about Coomer, then tell him to tell the truth, number one. And number two, you don't get to live in a vacuum. You don't get to attack my family and create these these threats against me and my family um, without repercussion. There, there, there are consequences. And so if he wants to tell the truth, great, tell the truth. If you don't want to tell the truth and you want to act like you're the PhD white as snow guy when really you're not, you're not. You've been involved with skinhead activity for the last 30 years, 
right? You're a self-admitted drug addict. You're a self-admitted bipolar. You said your mind doesn't work right. It's not my words or your words. And so I'm just reiterating all the things that Eric Coomer has actually said or done. Sorry, I didn't get arrested. You got arrested for spitting in a police officer's face. I didn't do that. You did that. And so it's funny. He's not, uh, they haven't responded yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this case. I actually don't know if I want it to get dismissed. Um, the motion to dismiss, by the way, was filed today. So if anybody wants to see it, I will put it up on the website. Um, it has some really fun stuff about Eric Coomer in it. Since he decided to, uh, you know, defame me in his deal, I, I went ahead and matched it. Well, I think, I nice. think ultimately you want it to be dismissed because for them to get a, a gag order against you, they don't have to prove that they're going to win the case. They would just have to prove that they would be irreparably harmed if you're allowed to keep talking. Right. So it's a much lower standard for the gag order. And I'm just I just don't want you to get a gag order because uh, not only would that be terrible, but that would set you up for potentially other penalties for violating it. Um, yeah. Well, and, but but the you know, the, the gag order can't go one way. It's got to go both ways. Right. And that's not what's happening right now. They're using the media as a tool for them. I mean, they're literally going to media outlets and saying, hey, do me a favor. I have a Fundly account that I want to raise money on so that I can actually go persecute Joe for talking about me for what I did being on a call. I wasn't on the call. He was, I was on the call, but I wasn't the one that forced him to be on that call. He, he did it on his own. I didn't force him to put up the Antifa manifesto. I didn't force him to put up posts that, that say a bunch of stuff about being anti-police, anti-American and anti-Trump. I didn't do that. He did that. I wouldn't even have known who he was. I wasn't even looking for him. Right. So he did all those things. And now he doesn't want me talking about the fact that this is this guy's character. Oh, you can't talk about Eric Coomer that way. Why? It's true. I'm not lying. I didn't make anything up. He did lie to a, you know, I put up, he put a couple things in there. He did lie to the judge and the judge did inside of the ruling in Georgia, come out and say he lied. He did that. I didn't do it. Right. But he doesn't want me talking about it. So I'm not sure that a gag order would even do any good because all the things that I've said are actually just regurgitating things that he's actually done. So now I'm not allowed to talk about anything. I'm not allowed to point out the fact that the guy's a, a really bad guy and he lies about everything. No, no, can't do that. But we can run around saying that Joe is a right wing conspiracy theorist and 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 uh, uh, what else is it? I'm a I'm a QAnon follower. I post things on which I don't. Now, I don't care if you do. I don't care if you follow QAnon, right? I just don't. I don't follow it. So saying that I do and saying that I'm some sort of conspiracy theorist and that, you know, I'm, I'm out there to, to hurt anyone. I'm not. I'm out there to preserve the American voice. So, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I, ho I hope they don't pursue a gag order. Lots of people saying gag orders have to go two ways. They do. But yeah. particularly in defamation cases, when one side is claiming that the other is defaming them, um, they could seek, as, as the lawyer probably claimed, injunctive relief if they argue that the defamation is continuing. Um, so just looking out for you, trying to avoid you having to deal with any other nonsense, because then if they start slapping a gag order on you and you violate that gag order, well, then the penalties are a lot more significant. Then, then I become um, a political prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I mean, come on. I, I, I don't know. They, yeah. they, they get to choose who they actually go after. I mean, let's look at the Secretary of State up in uh, Michigan. The judge just ruled that what she did was unconstitutional related to absentee ballots. Unlawful, uh, yeah. She broke the law. 
right? What's going to happen to her? Yeah, there's no do-overs though. Probably nothing. Um, That's my point. The ruling they, they ran they ran out the clock. Right, they ran out the clock, and this isn't the only time it's happened. It's now happened in Arizona. It's happened in Michigan. It's happened in in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, giving a high level Democrat access to the ballots before the actual election day. I mean, what what is going on? It, this isn't just yeah, one so state. The rule, it's happening the ruling across in Michigan, the country. The ruling in Michigan was that the governor had specifically instructed clerks to well, have a Secretary different interpretation. Secretary of State have a different interpretation of how absentee ballot signatures would be verified and told them to basically err on the side of uh, approving them um, if there's any doubt. And as a result, there were over 3 million absentee ballots in Michigan. I believe only 15,000 some odd ballots were actually dismissed for having a bad signature, right. which as we've talked about, astronomical changes, right? Usually it's much higher than that. Um, yeah. So now we know in Michigan that it was because the clerks were actually instructed not to scrutinize signatures as much as they normally would. And the judge, as you said, ruled that what that instruction was unlawful because the secretary of state did not have the authority to change how signatures were verified. Um, but there's no do-overs there, right? I mean, that was something that Trump had alleged and again, vindicated the idea that, that people in power were deliberately trying to loosen signature requirements um, that was something we were accused of spreading conspiracy theories. We were fact checked for it. We were we were dinged on YouTube. But I mean, that judge's order is it fake news to reiterate a judge's decision? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in a couple of days when fa when YouTube finally gets this video in their hands. Um, we'll have to see. But there's, again, there's no there's no re rewind here. We can't undo a certification, which is why it was so disgusting that all of these challenges. They are now proving to have merit were dismissed at the time when they actually could have had it made a difference. Um, and it's why it's equally disgusting that as states are trying to fill these loopholes to make sure th this kind of stuff doesn't happen again. Congress is trying to pass H.R. 1 to supplant that. And but it, needs, it that. needs 60 votes, right? So we'd have to have nine. Unless it doesn't. What do you mean unless it doesn't? Well, unless, unless they change the rules. It takes 51 votes in the Senate to change the rules. The rules say that you need 60 votes. So 51 votes can change the rules. So if 51 people say that it's important enough to change the rules so that you only need 51, well, then they can do it. But you if have to get rid of the filibuster. If, if, if they do that, though, if they do that, then the American people should rise up and, and you want to see that should be an insurrection. When, when one party decides that they're going to rule over people and push down their policies on people, not based on what the American people want, but based on the fact that they want to be able to rule over and create a serfdom, then that is when people should rise up to the level by which we have a civil war. Sorry, that's what we should do. When we get to the place the really where we change thing the rules. Go ahead. The really funny thing is seeing people like Elizabeth Warren saying that the filibuster is rooted in racist ideology when it was Elizabeth Warren who was using the filibuster to block Trump policies, Trump bills just a couple of years ago, right? So it, was it racist then? Was it racist then or is it only racist now? It doesn't matter. They're going to they're gonna use the word. They're going to use these dog whistles. They're going to use these words to, to create chaos so they can get what they want. I'm telling you, as I'm sitting here on this show right now, that if, if they basically take the Constitution, throw it in the trash, and try to make it so that every election from this time forward, by the way, I'm not even sure constitutionally it could stand. I mean, if, if we think about it, because the federal the, okay. the federal government should not be have have the ability to push down election laws on the states. It should not have that ability. Period. 
So um, we can go ahead and put it up. It, it probably would stand. There is, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. Go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, you look at Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 of the Constitution. says, The times, places, and manners of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof, but the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations, except as to the places of choosing senators. Um, so the one they, they can, from time to time, it says, may at any time make law or alter regulations at the federal level. But it's still supposed to defer to the state legislatures, so they can do it. I mean, there are plenty of federal laws dealing with elections. Um, the fact that the FEC even exists um, is kind of rooted in that fundamental constitutional power. It's just whether or not Congress has ever gone to such a length as to overrule so many state legislatures at once. Um, because when you read that actual provision, and Mr. Producer, did you put it up? I didn't say. Um, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1. It, it says that it's supposed to be prescribed by the legislature, but the Congress may at any time alter it. So that's where you get into these murky waters. We've never had a situation like this where the Congress has decided that they're just going to rewrite all 50 state election laws the way the H.R. 1 would. So would that survive? I don't know. But, I mean, you can make an argument I, I can under tell you Article right 1, now Section that, 4, Clause 1 that, that it would. That the people should, you know, again, I said this before and somebody said, well, Joe's advocating for violence. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is if you want to fundamentally change our country and you want to take us away from our Constitution and the, the uh, Ten Commandments, the two documents that should guide our both ethical standards and what we, what we, how we operate as a country, then it's going to have to do, you're going to have to spill blood to get it done. And if we're willing to just let it go and just let them take our country and just do these do these things that basically are rooted in a evil leftist terroristic ideology, then you deserve what you get. But at that point, I think we have to take a stand. We have to stand up. We watched them actually steal an election. We watched them illegal. We can go all the way back to 2016. Oh well, well let's let's not get banned from YouTube. We're gonna have a day where you can say whatever you want on D Live. Um, we're not going to get banned on YouTube today by rehashing the 2020 election. That I was, just isn't I was, not, I was not doing that. I was going back to well, he, 2016. He I was going back to 2016 and talking about the fact that they illegally monitored uh, President Trump and then said they didn't. They said they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they they, they did that. Um, and, and everything and they swept they, under the rug. Everything that they say that they didn't do at the time, they lie. So we already know the left is just a bunch of liars. They're liars, pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. That's what they are. And actually, they're no longer closet racists. They're actually trying to create segregation in our society. You have entire schools that are having graduations for six different classes, different races of people. That people is segregation. That's what happens when you go backwards, not when you go forward. That's what happens when you try to, to push people apart and create division, not when you're trying to bring people together. There is no equality or equity. It has nothing to do with what they're doing. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, it really doesn't at all. So a couple other things we can get into. Did you see this, Joe? Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the United Auto Workers Union accusing Ford of shifting new vehicle production from Ohio to Mexico, a $900 million project that had been pledged to happen in Ohio under President Trump is now going to Mexico. Why? Because Trump isn't there to threaten tariffs if they did that. So as a result, I mean, there on the left, you see the shot. And on the right, you see the chaser. UAW endorses Joseph, endorses Joseph Biden for president. That's the shot. And then the chaser is Ford is shifting production from Ohio to Mexico. And that's one of those situations where you get what you pay for. And I, I don't want to see any shocked Pikachu faces from them. Um, 
I, I, I don't want to say it. You endorse this guy. Don't act all surprised when you have a president who doesn't care about American manufacturing now allowing this to happen. Well, I mean, it, it just comes down to the fact that unions are inherently evil. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Nobody else wants to say it. They're evil. They don't stand up for the people. They don't stand up for the people. Well, I mean, unions at, at, at their base, they stand up for people. It's when they get too large and they get too powerful. I mean, the idea of a union being able to unionize, it's not a radical concept. But when you start seeing the teachers union, for example, where they're actually fighting for bad teachers to keep their jobs, that is a huge problem. When you see things like BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed or Huffington Post in Canada, they unionized. And then a couple months later, they just closed Huffington Post Canada, just closed it. Like, nope, sorry, we're not going to pay for this. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, unions can end up sucking the business dry to the point where everyone loses their job and it's just not worth it. Um, but like a basic unionization, I, it, there are reasons for it. Like, I mean, the union movement is the reason that people weren't, I mean, you look at before unions, people were losing limbs in factories and just no one cared. They would, they would push them out, replace them with a new worker, and they'd just be on with it. Right. So there was a time in our country where unionization was absolutely necessary because the but working it, class was treated like, like crap. But it's not. Um, but it's not. Now, it's not. Now there are laws to protect people. The union has outstayed its welcome. It, it actually is. Its usefulness is nearly extinct. Right. Laws. I'll use Colorado laws as an example. In Colorado, if you want to hire someone. This is as of now, if you want to hire someone for a job and you have people that work for you, you have to put that job and post that to all the people that work for you right now before you actually go out there and look for it with the salary requirement, everything. You have to, you have to disclose everything to the people that work for you. That's in Colorado. Yeah. You, you have to basically give them a, the ability to actually apply for that job before you seek someone yeah. outside of it. How do you tell a business what they have to do? That they have to take someone inside and actually interview someone inside the company for a position that they they may not be qualified for. W when did that become a thing? I don't know. I don't know about that. As far as I mean, those laws you're talking about with like businesses not being allowed to mistreat workers, those were the laws that were pushed by unions. So yeah, unions have overstayed their welcome in a lot of ways. But there's also a legitimate argument that you need unions because those laws all have loopholes. New technologies haven't been developed yet, right? So you need a check. So I, I'm, I've always been kind of 50-50 on unions. The way the unions exist now um, to take advantage of people, to donate into politics, to, to siphon donations, um, dues, and just push them into leftist politics, horrible. The way the teachers union just helps bad teachers. Like you ever see the documentaries in New York City where bad disciplined teachers, instead of being fired, they just put them in an old school building and they sit in a classroom for eight hours and just twiddle their thumbs and read yeah. books. Yeah. And then they get like a six figure salary at the end. Uh, that's what they're making, but they can't fire them because they have tenure. That's the terrible stuff, right? Absolutely. That's the terrible stuff. Well, that, that, but that's even, we can even talk about tenure in universities and the fact that these, these radicals get into a position, wait till they get tenure. And then they become, they, they actually take their radical views and push it into the education system, knowing that they can't be removed. We, we have this yeah. problem everywhere in our society. We have, a, we have this problem in our government. We don't have that problem in the private sector, but they're trying to take it away from us there as well. They're trying to tell us that, hey, we're Colorado, we're an at-will state. Not really. You didn't fire that person for the right reason. They're actually coming back afterwards and saying, hey, you, you shouldn't have fired that person. You probably need to rehire him. I go, what are you talking about? You have to walk certain processes where you give people two, three, four, five warnings because the government tells us we have to. 
to make us as inefficient as they are so that we go out of business. So the only thing that's left is government and big business. It, it is yeah. it, the whole world is on its on it, and there were signs that we should have been paying attention to long ago, but it's it's like being that that frog that's putting a pot of, of boiling water, right? Just turning it up little by little by little by little until you kill everything except for the things that you want to survive. That's what we're in right now. Yeah, it's, and it's, that's what the UAW is dealing with in Ohio right now. They the, they just realize that they're a frog in boiling water, and they realize that Joe Biden isn't going to protect them and he isn't going to protect their jobs. And they're losing their jobs to Mexico now. But hey, yeah. at least we don't have any more mean tweets, right? At least we don't have mean tweets. Gas is, is going through the roof, but hey, there's no more mean Twitter. The, the biggest bully on Twitter is gone. So go ahead and take and your, your jobs being lost to Mexico. Go ahead and take all the transgender policies. Take the gas prices increasing. Take the border crisis. Just accept it. Because hey, at least we don't have any more mean tweets no we definitely have mean tweets they just don't they don't monitor them because they're on not the from left. trump not, from, not trump. from trump not from trump that's what i mean the, the trump is gone trump is gone so uh so we he's don't not have to deal gone. with that people saying he's that he's not gone he's people saying back. that the facebook the facebook stream is it's going out we did have a, an outage i don't know what that was but it is back now refresh your screen if you're watching on facebook might help you out a bit i know uh, i know did what have it is. downtime where they just lost it, it it's facebook how do we throttle? Well, no, we right stop now, us from, yeah. uh, I'm looking at it right now. We're, we're publishing a video that is resolution is too high. So that's what Facebook's saying, that we're broadcasting at too high of a resolution and it's slowing it down. That's what they're claiming. Um, that's what they're claiming. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, you see this too, Joe? Put on my screen, Mr. Producer. Joe Biden promised that no one making 400000 would pay a penny more in taxes under his administration. And the White House had to come out after that and apologize to actually know the number he meant to say was 200,000. So he just lied. He just lied. If you are a joint household, if you are uh, you file taxes as a couple um, and you each make 200,000, no, you'd, you'd be taxed. So that promise he made, it, it, this should be a George H.W. Bush moment, right? He didn't say read my lips, but he said, let me be very clear. If you make more th less than this amount of money, you won't pay more taxes. And he was lying. I mean, wh where is the media outrage that they had for George H.W. Bush? Oh, none, because they're too busy. They're too busy circling the wagons to protect this ignoramus. Well, and it's it, because it does. It's not about. It's not about Biden. It's not about Harris. It's about an ideology. Again, they're, they're trying to push an ideology into our society. And all the things that are doing to crush the American people is, is designed to collapse our society, it's not, to, to collapse our system, the way that we actually govern ourselves, the opportunities that we have, the free market society. It's designed to crush that. What they want is to destroy America. They want to make America on an even playing field of other third world and maybe some first world countries, but mostly third world countries. They want to create that. That's why they have open borders where people can come in, bring disease, bring whatever they want, tax the system to get death, treat us like we are slaves and sharecroppers. And if it's not true, then why do I feel like a slave and a sharecropper? I mean, how many people do, do, do you talk to, Max, or that are here can actually say that they have a voice, that they have a choice? That we don't have a choice. We don't have, and you say we elect those leaders to do what? When in the middle of a pandemic, they want to rush through vaccine legislation because that's what's important to us. We can't feed our families. Businesses are shut down. Big businesses are getting a huge holiday. 
the government takes what 17 months to pass the bill 16 months 15 months what what was it it took a long time i mean they, the they're in no rush because they get paid they get paid they anyway. get paid anyway yeah see, see that's so the problem care. there's no consequences to government workers none through this entire deal there's zero consequences to government workers zero so we, we sit in an environment where we're just we're slaves you're a slave i just want you to know you're a slave how do you feel about that and we yeah. talk about this all well, the time and and people go oh well, what do we do oh there's a lot we can do it's a matter of if we're willing to do it and somebody just said that Yeah, no, I mean, they think we're slaves. And, and let, let's be clear. There's two different subhumanization arguments going on. It's it's against taxpayers, people who actually work for a living. They're dehumanized. But there's also a pretty vocal attack now just on white people in general. And it's been that way for a while. If you're white, if you have light-colored skin color, I mean, I identify as Native American. Joe, I know you come from a mixed-race household. So we get mis mis race a lot of time, not misgendered, but like misidentified is our, our racial identity, our ethnic identities. But if someone sees that you have white skin, now it's like in vogue just to assume that you're evil. I don't know if you saw this one. This is from The Root. So there was that shooting in Atlanta where some incel loser decided to shoot up all of the massage parlors because he said they were fueling his sex addiction. But the left wanted to say that he was deliberately targeting Asians. That had nothing to do with his own internalized problems that he just wanted to kill Asian people because they were Asian. This was the, the headline from The Root. Let's go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Whiteness is a pandemic, is what they said. And then from the article, white supremacy is a virus that, like other viruses, will not die until there are no bodies left for it to infect, which means the only way to stop it is to locate it, isolate it, extract it, and kill it. I guess a vaccine could work too, but we've had 400 years to develop one, so I won't hold my breath. Whiteness, the only way to get rid of whiteness is to locate it, isolate it, extract it, and kill it. Bring it. And white supremacy will, will continue to go until there's no more bodies left for it to infect. There, there is no white supremacy. There isn't. There's evil. Well, there, there, are, there, there, there are people that believe it, but they're okay. nobodies, right? There's I, nobodies. They're nobodies. But, but my, my, my point is that is it's not everywhere. It's not everywhere. It's a, it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percentage. And you'd say, ah, oh, no, there's racists everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're Democrats. We, we talk about the, the epicenter of all the things. So they say that this guy goes out in Atlanta and shoots up places, right? And he's the, he's the devil. He probably, he is the devil. A guy is definitely someone that I would consider evil. But let's talk about some of the other things that are happening. Uh, I got a chance to spend a little time with Derek Wilburn and Derek was uh, is if you don't know who Derek is, he's amazing. He, he started this and, and I have a four minute clip that I want to be able to play um, during this as well. I'll send it over to you. But he did. He built this thing called POC Capital Intern and POC Capital. Have you heard of that, Max? No, you're a POC. So POC Capital Intern is the ability to find people of color that he takes to Congress and he matches them up with conservative um, congressmen and women. And so through, through this process, he changes their belief system, what they think. It, it just happens. And Derek is a conservative. But I, I was talking back and forth, and he was, he was actually giving a presentation on what's really happening in, the, in the, the, the predominantly black community, where you talk about racism. And he says, well, racism doesn't exist at a, at a national level anymore. It's at a local level. 
And so the problems that we have are, are localized. And, and we, we find racism, it's typically happening because of the local communities. So you have a, a mayor that runs and has a council and those councils push down on the police departments. And so when we, when we deal with uh, syst uh, systemic racism, it happens in those environments. And so statistically, I would, as I listen to him, we talk about some of the blight and things that are happening in our communities that in black, I'll talk about black communities specifically. And it was interesting that you'd have people like this person that says white supremacy, right? And it, it, it's the, you know, whiteness is a, is a problem. Yet all, if you go to those areas that are, that have turned into just cesspool, cesspools. So San Francisco, Portland, uh, all the areas across the country that are on the decline, NFL cities, major cities, urban areas, right? They're all run by Democrats. All of them. Predominantly, yeah. nearly 100% of all of the leadership at a local and state level, local level, excuse me, local and city level are all Democrats. All of them. There's not a Republican anywhere in sight. Yet they say that all the demise that happens in that environment is happening because of white people. And if you look well, at that's those why I don't buy the argument. That's why I don't buy the argument that there's systemic racism because the systems are, are in many ways controlled by Democrats. Even when there's a Republican in office, right, there's still Democrat career officials running these agencies. So when you look at the systems, there are no Republican controlled systems, no. overarching no. systems. There aren't even any Republican controlled institutions. Democrats control education. How can you say that education is, is institutionally racist when every single, with the exception of a very small number, like Liberty University, those kinds of things, every other university is just controlled by leftists? How can you say that the banking institution is institutionally racist when we saw in the last election that the bankers donated to Biden more than Trump? Right? So you start going down all the lists of institutions. The institutions are run by Democrats. The systems are controlled or managed by Democrats. As you say, the local politicians are Democrats. The police chiefs are appointed by Democrats. The sheriffs are elected as Democrats. Where is this Republican who is it, putting it, their finger but, on the scale? It does not it, exist. But it isn't. And that's, I guess, my point. That, that, that's my point, is that we, the lie has become so big that we don't even try to examine who the liars are. We don't try to uncover the fact that they're lying. We don't call them what they are, which is liars. We don't, we don't talk about the fact that the biggest cities that actually have pedophilia rings that traffic women and children are in Democrat control environments. They're allowing it to happen. They're allowing it to happen. And yet we want to sit here and talk about something that doesn't exist, a boogeyman. And listen, I I'm not telling you that that there aren't bad people that are white people. I'm not telling you there's not bad people that are black people, but I'm saying that we put on we put up on pedestals criminals, criminals. Now we look at uh, I look at Kenosha. I know I'm not going to talk about anything in Kenosha, but I'm going to say we look at Kenosha and we talk about the people that were in Kenosha that were that, that were doing the attacking. They were all criminals. They were pedophiles. They were felons, and we put these people up. We're like, how dare you actually hold people accountable? That's what we're dealing with right now. We're, we're dealing with an upside down society because we don't have enough courage. We, we don't stand up enough. And then we get mad because President Trump comes out there and says, hey, listen, you guys are garbage. You're trash. And then you got people in the, in the GOP. They're like, oh, we can't call them trash. They're trash. The Democrat Party is trash. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what else well, to call them. 
I mean, and the people that follow well, it to, are either part of the problem or you're complicit in the problem because you let it happen. But 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 they're destroying their they're destroying their own people because there's no loyalty. There's no loyalty from the Democrats to protect anyone. And if there was, they wouldn't be bringing people up from the southern border and saying, just open the border. We've already paid for the for the wall. Finish building it. But the hate is so deep for common sense and 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 just just core just core ethical and moral standards. The hate against that is so deep that they want to turn it around and say, we're not compassionate, as they destroy yeah. everything in their wake and watch bodies. Nine body or eight bodies in a in a collision a couple of days ago. Uh, Nineteen bodies out of twenty five uh, a week and a half ago. They don't care about people. Okay. And we, we sit here and talk well, about it over and over and over again. We have to be willing to speak truth, which means we have to do research and then we have to put that research out there. And then we have to be willing to call them what they are, which is liars. I call Kumar a liar because he's a liar, not because I'm like, oh, I'm mad at him. He's suing me. I don't care that he sues me. I'm mad at the fact that he can go out there and tell people that he needs to raise money so that he can come after me for bringing up truth because truth is the thing that yeah. they're scared of. They're afraid of truth. And we as a society, we let it happen. We're complicit. It's like the GOP, Max. I know I'm ranting, but the GOP is trash. They're trash. They're rhinos. They're left publicans. So now we have, we have yeah. a, a them and us. You know, the, you know who the us is? That we're Americans. We just want to work. We want to talk about raising taxes. So t- take more from us. So now we have to live on less so that they can live on more? I mean, think about it. The government says they want to raise taxes, which means they want you to live on less. They want to take from you. You don't deserve to have a good life. I know you work for it, but you don't deserve it. A balanced tax system would be really nice. You want to know why? Because they can't outgrow you. Like I'm not against taxes. I'm against the fact that they want to tax everything and take everything from us. They treat us like slaves. We have the, we have what they've realized. Go ahead, finish. We have the illusion of freedom because we let it become an illusion. We have the illusion that, that we have control because we let them take control. We let a system come in and basically tell us, go sit down. You have nothing to say here. And then they say, you have a First Amendment. They take that away too. You have a Second Amendment. Nope, they're trying to take that away. What's next? The third. <laughs> Put troops in your home. But, but <laughs> That's the, what they're going to do. But we laugh about it, but it's true. We sit here talking about it, but it's true. We are dealing with a Marxist, a, a communist society trying to leak into what we do. And we, and we have pastors that are ineffective in what they do. They don't stand up. They tell their congregations, just pray. Just pray. The Bible doesn't say just pray. The Bible says stand up and do good work. How do you do good work if you're sitting on the couch complaining on Facebook or, or YouTube and you're not doing something? And then when you finally do do something and somebody smacks you across the face, you're like, oh my gosh, I got 20 down votes. Oh my, wow. I, I, people are, are yelling at me. No, the loud mouths are like yelling at you because I got the bigger bullhorn, but you're afraid to actually stand up against it. You're, and Max, I know, I don't want to get banned either, right? I don't want to get banned. But at the end of the day, I, I, I see it differently than you do. I, 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 every day I'm thinking to myself, all right, let's try it on Twitch. Let's build out the site and get it done. It better be done by April never, 1st. We can never be Twitch. We'd be banned the minute we go on Twitch. Like Twitch I, is a no-go. So vocal. Like, when, I tried. When, when Mike Lindell actually yeah. does it, which we should take a minute too and actually tell you, the, do we have that thing? Do we have Mike Lindell still? Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we still have it. We need to put that up. The pillow. All right, so you can use There's this promo, a promo code, code. CD21, up to 66% off at MyPillow. Guys, we have to support Mike Lindell. He's spending millions of dollars bringing in legal minds. He's, he's putting everything on the line to protect you and I, and we don't do anything about it. I know I do something about it. I'm getting shellacked by the left and the right. I'm not sure they're actually on the right. They're left publicans. They're compromised. They're complicit in the behavior on the left. They don't stand up. They vote for stuff that these clowns want to vote for, these evil people want to vote for. But we have to help. We have to, we have to stand up and help Mike, Mike Lindell. It, it's crazy. We do. I just saw one of the comments in the comment section. I don't want to get too far off. Someone said, was asking, I guess they were watching on Rewind, what did I mean when I said shocked Pikachu face? It's a meme. Um, so go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. It's Auto Workers Union, vote for Biden. Ford, thanks for voting for Biden. We're moving our factory to Mexico for cheaper labor. Auto Workers Union, response, shocked Pikachu face. Like, <gasps> yeah, it's it, a meme. It, it's the same thing that we talk about when, when we, we don't call them out for being liars. They literally said, we're not going to touch the pipeline. They touched the pipeline. We're not going to basically hurt the uh, energy industry. They hurt the energy, er, energy industry. They start handing over production to the Middle East and to other people that that produce oil uh, the whole thing is designed by economics to squish the american people to kill us they want to punish us and they don't care what color you are they don't care what color you are they didn't walk out and go hmm so keystone pipeline is you know about 60 percent black and hispanic <sighs> yeah we probably don't want to yeah no schlack go find a new job yeah i mean that's what they do i mean and it doesn't make any sense. And they want to talk about climate change. And that's the, the big threat. Well, if climate change was a big threat, if it was actually a big threat, then stop doing business with China. Let's just stop doing business with China. They are the largest polluter in the world by like 8 to 10x. So yeah. what, what, stop doing business with China. Their factories would have to shut down. They would come down on greenhouse, greenhouse gases if that was truly the, the, the way you wanted to resolve it. But you don't. You don't want to solve the problem. You want to create fear. You want to instill fear because fear is a controlling element. You can control people by emotion, right? Fear, control. This is a real thing, right? And then you have, the, you have people that are on both sides of the political aisle that are trained not to move the cheese too much. Let's not expose things too much. Let's talk about the fact that we're against the left while we push on the door to say, oh, we don't want to let you in as we let them in. That's what we're dealing with today. We're dealing with a anemic society, and we're getting hit on every angle. Churches, ineffective. And by the way, it's not new. It's not new. This is not a new phenomenon. Well, they are, they are trying to spread these lies. The more, the more they are taking every opportunity to spread the lies. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the latest from the Biden White House. Of course, Trump's racist rhetoric has led to attacks on Asian Americans. They're actually trying to claim that because he called it the Wuhan flu or the China virus, that that is why things like what happened in Atlanta happened. That it was Trump's fault. Like they, they won't even let it go. They're like, oh, even though he's using the same naming protocol that scientists have used for generations, naming the virus for, based on where it originated, right? Even though that's been the basic naming protocol for forever. Oh, no, it's, it's Trump's fault. And then you get this from CNN. Put my screen back up. White supremacy and the hate haunt, and hate haunt Asian Americans. Murders of eight people, including six Asian women, laid bare the agony of yet another minority group left to question its place in America. Listen. Yeah. The, the, a plurality 
of hate crimes against Asians are committed by blacks. That is true. The, if you look at reported hate crimes, then the numbers of hate crimes are kind of misreported. I mean, they're, they're reporting just like just like slurs being shouted as a hate crime when typically it has to be some kind of violence to it. But when you actually look at the numbers broken down by race of the offender, African-Americans are the largest percentage. Now, they're not a majority. They're a plurality. I believe it was like 27, 28%. Um, most hate crimes against Asians are committed by non-white people. And they're trying to make this out like it's a white supremacist thing. Yep. None of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. But, I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're living in, where they're taking something that has nothing to do with race and they're injecting race into it because I do believe they want a race war. Like I've, I've talked to people who are not racist. There's not a racist bone in their body. But they see how, how they are just being maligned. They are just being mistreated. They're being accused of white supremacy when they are absolutely not. And it's actually radicalizing them. That Those insults, those attacks are radicalizing, not, not to the point of them being white supremacists, but them just being so pissed off that, that they're going to take things into their own hands. I mean, when you look at people who lose their jobs because they're out of nowhere, they're being accused of white supremacy. We talked on the show a while ago. There was a black woman at a protest. A guy came in, grabbed her to take her, her away from people who wanted to hurt her. Even though he was being the hero in that story, his picture was spread and he was accused of white supremacy. He lost his job based on completely unfounded accusations. I mean, what what is what's the left think is going to happen when they just start accusing people of being white supremacists when they're not? When they take away their livelihoods, they take away their jobs, they take away their homes, their cars, because you can't have those if you don't have a job. People are going to start losing everything because of these smears. And what do they think is going to happen? What happens when people truly believe they have nothing left to lose? Bad things happen. I'm not I'm not encouraging it. I'm just stating that if they keep going down this path of accusing everyone on the right of being terrorists white supremacists, whatever their new word is, eventually you're going to get a point where people really believe like they have nothing left to lose because they've been so tarnished. The reputation has been so destroyed. They have no hope in this world at all. And that's where it gets really dangerous when you have people who really believe that they have nothing to lose and they might as well go out in a, in a, in a ball of fire, a flame of, uh, a flame of glory, whatever you want to call it. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. And, and, and they're absolutely leading us there. They are. And it's being done on purpose. I mean, anyone that doesn't think that this is being done on purpose is not paying attention. They're actually doing this on purpose. But, but, but in order to actually stop this, we have to be willing to stand together. You know, I spoke on, I spoke on Tuesday about, you know, what the young people have done in our country. What young people, I'm mean, just young people, 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. Here's what they did. They stormed the beaches of Normandy. They stood up to oppression all over the world, saving what we have here as a constitutional republic. They did it in order to fight against evil everywhere. That's what young people did. They did it, lost their lives, and they did it without a thought. They stepped off that boat yep. knowing that 25, 30, 35% would be, would, be, would be killed. Yet they did it anyway. So when I talk about what, what being young means in this country, we are allowing young people to be infected by older demons, people that, are, that want to destroy our, they're telling these lies, right? They're telling these lies to the young people. So why, you know, but we're not willing to make the sacrifices. We're like, ah, oh, we, we've fallen over a bunch of times. We've skinned our knees. We've, we know what it like, that hurts. Or, hey, we have a really good job. I don't want them to dox me and take it away. <clears throat> we create fake names and profiles and things like that. 
and, and decide, hey, I'm going to speak, but I'm going to speak from a place where nobody can find out who I am. That's not making sacrifices. That's not standing up. That's not having courage. That's being an antagonist. That's, that's, not, having, that's not being principled. People say, well, I, I have to feed my family. So do I. I lost my job. I lost my job. I'm spending a bunch of money on a, on a lawsuit, right? I'm doing that. I had, I had to step down and see people like, ah, you know, left is like, yeah, we got him. I'm thinking to myself, no, you didn't. I'm principled. That's, that's when you're. That's when you're the most dangerous. I'm. I'm I mean, way, I'm if, very if dangerous think right now. If they think conservatives are dangerous, what do they think is going to happen when we have more free time? I mean, this is what conservatism yeah. looks like when we all have day jobs. What do yeah. you think happens if you if you ruin our livelihoods, right? And and we can devote all of our time, not just part of our time, all of our time to demolishing the leftist regime. I mean, they don't think it through. They don't actually think it through. This is. This is funny because this is Steven Crowder, and he obviously he doesn't care. He'll he'll take it. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is an article that just came out about Steven Crowder, and this is the headline: Anti-LGBT plus YouTuber Steven Crowder launches wildly racist tirade against black farmers. No, what he was doing was he was criticizing the fact that the stimulus bill only gave money to black farmers. Right. If you were a white farmer, you got no money. Yeah. And yet they're, they're describing him as he's an anti-LGBT plus YouTuber. That's who he is. And then and, it was wildly and, racist to and, say it. And this That's stuff, how by crazy the way, this all th is. those things, uh, those things, they, they call me a militiaman. They call me a militiaman. Yeah. They, they write articles saying that I'm, I'm advocating for violence, taking all of my words, twisting them into a little box and sending them out there. But they're, for, to what cause? To what, like, what's our recourse? Sue them? Okay, we're doing that. We're, we're actually walking down that path to sue a bunch of people. We're, we're doing that right now, right? We're, we're having yeah. to go through that process. But, but the point is, why should we have to? Why should they be allowed to lie? He's not anti-LGBTQ yeah. or whatever it is. He doesn't even no, think about it. He doesn't care. Why, why it, would he care? It wasn't a wildly racist tirade. It wasn't a wildly racist tirade either. He's just saying, well, why are we only giving money to black farmers? How is that not racist in itself? And then you see this. Put up my screen from Forbes. This is what they put out today. More Asian Americans are buying guns for protection from hate crimes. They're putting this out there to try and like insinuating that we're going to hate it. Like conservatives are going to hate that. No, I'm all about this. Buy it. More guns. Buy more people more guns. Go. Yeah. Which is what's so crazy. You talk to the average conservative, they're going to say that. They're going to applaud that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm for that. But in the next breath, the left will accuse them of being the white supremacists that forced it. Right. So none of it makes sense whatsoever. None of it makes any sense. But why, but why can't we actually get to the place where we actually all at the same time come out and just say they're liars, the media's are liars? Why, I, I often feel like I'm oh, just we, all by myself. That. Yeah, we do it, but I feel like I'm by myself. I feel like I'm, I'm having this conversation with myself. <laughs> I'm like, hey, they're liars. So yeah, we no, keep the, calling them liars. The, the American people know that. The American people know it, but the American people aren't standing up calling them the same thing over and over and over again. That's why I am ridiculously happy about what we're doing with these uh the stickers that they printed that spelled racist r-a-s-i-s-t <laughs> <laughs> i just i can't even well i saw them when they came in i was like oh, I, I think the american people are getting wise to it because when you look at cnn cnn has lost half of their audience in the key demographic since biden took over and right? people, people tuned watching out. they're it. not willing to watch <laughs> if you watch it are the people that aren't watching it at the at, at the airports so the people no, they lost it. it they lost their contract they lost their airport contract it's done it's done they're not in yes. airports i mean they might be in some airports but they lost their big 
overarching airport contract. Um, so they, some airports might just keep them on, but they're not contractually obligate, obligated to do it yeah. anymore. That might be that 50% of their audience. Maybe that's it. But I know a lot of people who've just t- tuned out, turned it off because they're not interested in it. Right? They're not interested in stories that are cherry-picked to only present a side that's going to gin up racial strife and, and tear us apart. It's, it's, it's not a game. This isn't a game. And when you see how the leftist media presents it like, oh, it's whites against Asians, oh, it's whites against black. No, we all just want to provide for our families, work an honest job, come back, hug our kids, kiss them, put them to bed, and, and have some time off to spend with we them. We don't and, even and, and think grow, about right? it. We don't think about race. Most of us don't think about race. Why would we? The only time I've seen people actually talk about race who are not racist at all, it's when they realize, wait a minute, you can get, it's easier to get into a college if you're black. Wait a minute, black farmers are getting money, but, but white farmers aren't like they start seeing the pendulum always swings too far in either direction. And it's time for an overcorrection. We are way overdue for an overcorrection when it is just like non-controversial to only give money to one race in COVID relief. We have gone too far in that point, right? We are well in need. So yeah, most of us don't think about it, but now that's being shoved down our throats every single day, it's starting It's starting to come up more and more as I talk to people. And they're not racist, right? They're not white supremacists, but they're starting to realize that all this talk about the game being rigged, it is being rigged. It's now being rigged against white people. And the claim is that they have to rig it against white people because white people have rigged it for so long. But I can tell you, I wasn't in any of those meetings Right, I wasn't in any of those smoke-filled rooms rigging the game. So, oh, well, you're a beneficiary of the racist system. No, I'm not. One day after St. Patrick's Day, go ahead and read the history of the Irish and tell me that the Irish are beneficiaries of a, of a racist system. No, they're the victims of it. I was just reading one of the comment sections talking about how the Irish became police in, NY, in the NYPD to try and correct the injustices that they were facing. Right, That's how you do it. You go in and you correct the system. You don't just try and tear it down, right? There weren't, there wasn't no revolutionary Irish movement to destroy the U.S. government saying reparations, we need reparations. No, you go down the list. Every single ethnicity that came into this country experienced horrible, horrible treatment. African-Americans worse. They were enslaved. Give you that one. But at some point, we need to get over this, get past it and unite as a country, not keep picking at these wounds and trying to open them up. And trying to drive a wedge in the country. That's what but, the media does. But but these are these are first generation people from other countries that have come here. They have seeded their way into our society. But I mean, we're, we're talking about people that don't understand the American way of life, the American heritage. They don't care about it. They want to destroy it. Right. They've got family over there that says, hey, we need to destroy everything. that's about America. And by the way, get a free education, get free, 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 free on the backs of white people. Right. On the backs of American Asians, on backs of American blacks. Right. It, it, it doesn't matter that they are creating this smoke screen in this chaos, not because it's truth. Right? I think that's one of my biggest issues. It has nothing to do with truth. This isn't about truth. It, nothing to do with truth. It has to do with opportunity and chaos. They get to create chaos. We start running over here. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Instead of just calling them what they are. You're liars. You're pedophiles. You're rapists. You're closet racist. Actually, you don't even pretend anymore. You're just racist, period. The left is nothing but racist. And if it's not then why is everything the Democrats touch go to crap? Why? Why does everything yeah. they touch turn to trash? Because they are trash. They're trash. Well, you know what? I, I didn't know if I was going to put it up, but you know what? I think this should be an every dog gets its day moment. I'm sure you probably saw the story. 
You mentioned the racist, pedof- uh, rapist, pedophile's child, uh, closet racist. Put up my screen. I'm sure you saw this. Milwaukee judge and president of Drag Queen Story Hour group arrested, charged with child pornography. Yeah. This is a judge who is also leading the so-called Drag Queen Story Hour group, now arrested for child pornography. As we exit out of this first hour, which I know you're not going to stick around for the second hour. Yeah. Against my better judgment, what do you think about this story? <laughs> I think it epitomizes everything that the, the Democrats stand for. They are for, they are everything that they say that they are against. They are it. They are that. They are the racists. They are the liars. They are the pedophiles. Listen, everyone listening, write this down. Grab a pen, grab your paper, grab whatever you have to, write it down. The left are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. That's what they are. They are everything that they are against. And then right underneath to put this little story, Milwaukee judge and president of the LBGTQ community, right? Arrested for child pornography. He is abusing children. I want you to know that. Abusing your children. We allow the education system to abuse your children. We allow this judge to pass down and reign over people. He gets to pass down things as in his little computer. What is he doing? He's abusing or watching other people abuse children. Yeah. Think about that. Think about the evil that we're dealing with. Now you know when I say, listen, if, if you, if you want to sit on the couch, sit on the couch. I'm not, I'm not sitting on the couch. I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and educate as many young people as I can. I'm going to talk to them about where our country is going. I'm going to continue to work inside of the black community and the, uh, the uh, Hispanic community. I'm going to continue to give and do things and stand up for things that I think are right. And what, and I'm going to go against what is wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to talk about the fact that this, this, this whole what what is it called? What what is the thing called? The, the that's in uh, schools that they're in, injecting in schools. The uh, what? Well, sorry, critical, 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 race, critical theory. race theory. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I lost it for a second. Critical race theory that has no place inside of schools. None. You don't get to create and move and shift society on the morals and ethical standards that that that, that parents are supposed to be taking care of. They don't need your help. And the government has never gotten anything right. So why would we not? We don't can't even get math and science right. But most of you who have children, most of you, if someone came and tried to hurt your child, you would go to prison for the rest of your life defending your child. But that's not what you're doing. You, you're, yeah. allow, you're allowing them to affect your child. You're allowing them to destroy your child. You're allowing people like this judge to abuse children, to advocate for it, to buy into the system. What did I say? They're complicit in the behavior or they're a part of the problem. They're a part of pedophilia. They're a part of the rapist mentality, Weinstein. They're a part of the racist deal, dressing up in blackface or the Ku Klux Klan deal you choose. So I'm not speaking something that's yeah. wrong. I'm speaking truth. And if you don't like it, tough. And it's hard. Look, look, my wife does not like it when I say they are pedophiles, rapists, and closet. She goes, oh, I hate it when you say that. She's like, oh, I just don't like it. I was like, you don't believe it? She goes, I'm not saying that because I don't believe that all it of them It drives me that. to drink. It drives me to drink. But, but if you don't, if you don't stand up, there are three things you have to do. One, you have to stand boldly. Boldly stand up. You cannot have compromise and you cannot apologize. I will not apologize. I will not apologize because these people are trying to destroy everything that we're about. And you shouldn't apologize either. No apologies. First Amendment. Second Amendment. 
all the way down the line. I mean, pretty soon they'll get all the way to the 19th and women won't be able to vote. It's coming. Yeah. It is. Well, right. Joe, I know you have to leave for the second hour. In the second hour, we're going to come back after this break. We'll have a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to dive into this new GOP amnesty plan that they've come out with. That It's their compromise, and surprising no one, in that case, compromise is giving the left exactly what they want. So don't go anywhere. If you want to try and call in and get past left the trolls, our number is 888-441-1121 if you want to try and join the show. And we'll be right back on the other side of this really quick break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 